0: everybody and welcome to the penalty loop podcast a podcast about biathlon by jordan gottschalk from penalty loop and rj weiss from biathlon analytics this is the penalty loop podcast with part two of our interview with ukulek seletemark from greenland
1: You're
2: through the eyes of spot who would be your ideal uh, relay partners either for just like a, a you know a, a women's relay or even like a single mixed or something like that
3: oh for a single mix it would be Sturla, Sturla <laughs> 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 and then if it was a, a women's then um oh Denise Herman
1: mm-hmm
3: uh, Teresa Oh. Czech, yeah, and uh, maybe Marte Yeah, well,
2: that'd be a solid team. Yeah. Now, the the one name that stood out there to me was uh, Teresa Vorbonikova. Um She's obviously young, like you are. Do you have you interacted with her a lot on like the the junior level or like the as you guys have been coming up together?
3: Yeah, we have been uh yeah because we are I think she's one year older than me but mm-hmm. she's also one of the young ones in the World Cup. Um and obviously when we were juniors we raced a lot together and we were on the podium together in uh, <laughs> yeah. in the, the youth world championships. Uh so yeah, we we talk when we are uh, on races. And I think nice. also that uh, next year she will be really good so if we we're at yeah. a relay team next year, she, we would we would be solid.
2: Oh, you guys would be amazing! Yeah, um, because she, I think she is going to be racing more. Is am I am I correct in assuming this more full time with the the World Cup level this coming yeah.
3: year? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I know she had an excellent um, juniors um, in Soldier Hollow as well. I think she. Yeah, she did. A, yeah, she was she was she on was fire on that week. Podium. Yeah,
3: I think every, every every
2: race every race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now um going back a step uh you mentioned that pre-covid you guys would go and explore the towns um were there any towns that you really you really enjoyed or now as the world is kind of getting back somewhat a little bit to normal are there any towns that you really want to go check out um when you're when you're uh back out there again
3: uh or Bled Mm -hmm. in slovenia that's a beautiful town uh we used to go a lot around there uh, and in Christmas, they have uh, this Christmas market along the it lake, is. and it's uh, yeah, it's really beautiful with all the lights oh. and, and yeah, stuff like that. And also, they have like Christmas markets like this in Germany as well. Um, and uh, Oberchilliac is also really nice uh, when it's uh, yeah, also around Christmas.
2: We've had a lot of people mention Obertiliac, yeah. actually, more than I would have expected.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a small town, but it's 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 cozy.
2: <laughs> I gotta put it on my list of places, you know. I, mean,
3: I think it's it's um, it's a maybe a bit small if you are not skiing or doing yeah. biathlon, but
2: I, I still I gotta check it out. I gotta see what all the, yeah. all the, no the hype is yeah. about. Yeah, uh, is is
0: that northern Italy or is it Austria?
3: Uh, it's in Austria.
0: Austria, okay. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we usually have a question about, uh, where you would get stuck, but I think you sort of answered that though. <laughs> do you have any favorite, um, venue that you, that you've raced at?
3: Oh, Obatiliak.
0: Oh, Obatiliak.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. and also Antalts. Right. I mm. really like, and, um, I also really like Pokluke, except that it's, it's really far from, From Mm. So Mm. uh, that's the only thing I don't like, but it's in the stadium is nice. Yeah.
2: Uh, So question for you uh, that just sparked in my head, but on a race day, how early before the race do you actually get to the the venue?
3: Um, I think usually the zeroing is one hour before,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and then I have to test skis before the zeroing. Uh, so, I think we usually get up uh, uh, 45 minutes or an hour before the zeroing. Mm-hmm. So, that's like almost two hours before the race. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so, when you're like warming up or and testing skis and that kind of thing and you see people like Marta Reusland or, or, you know, the stars of biathlon, do you by now feel like you're just, oh, well, that's just another biathlete or do you still look up to them like, Oh wow! There's you know, I look at <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> At least with Doro, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because she's a bit of a like a star. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Are there any of the uh, the stars you've had really good interactions with, or you feel like, oh yeah, I can I just go up and talk to them and just feel like we're we're buds now? Uh,
3: I guess Ingrid Landmark I I spoke briefly with her once. Um, uh, I think that's the only one
1: I not think knowing everyone,
3: in the world cup. I feel like everyone is a bit more in their own head than in yeah. the IBU cup, uh, because it's, yeah, it's more serious. So you got, you don't really get to talk to the, at least not the ones that are, have a winning chance. Right. Well,
2: that's true. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that if anybody, I think that uh, Ingrid would be somebody who would, talk to, I I don't know any of these people personally, but, uh, she just strikes me as somebody who would be willing to talk to pretty much anybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She is. (laughs) Um,
2: now, uh, this kind of goes into, to one of the questions we've been asking everybody and that's, um, you know, there's, there's just, just general sense of family. And there's even like the, I mean, the, the IBU makes a point of it talking about the biathlon family. Mm Um, so what do you feel like makes the the biathlon family so unique like what 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 brings that kind of atmosphere about
3: uh i mean i i love the biathlon family and i think the ibu is doing a really great job like a little bit what i said about that they want to lift the small nations uh, and they really make sure that that we get the same opportunities as the bigger nations,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and yeah, we we have we have really great uh, relationships with with those those nations as well because we usually stay the same place mm-hmm. uh, when we stay at hotels, um, and we we are in a bit of the same situation, so. Mm-hmm um yeah we before covid for example we went out and ate together and play games together and uh, ski together in between the races um and also the thing that IBU does with that they have uh, these training camps for like development training camps mm-hmm. I've been to a few of them and it's it's so great like it's uh that's for a lot of people that's the only chance they have to go to training camps or the only chance. some even it's the only chance they have to shoot um wow. and it's uh you you get to know people really well on those camps uh and it's really great that they're doing that and um yeah uh, i i really feel like we're a, we're a big family and we're at least from what i hear compared to cross-country skiing yeah, we're, yeah. we're a lot more closer than they are uh, and I hear, all, but all the time about uh, people who um, uh, like get together or, mm-hmm. or that uh, or make friends and and mm-hmm. are actually like friends outside of the of the races also. And I have made friends that I've gone on vacation with outside of the oh. outside of races. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great.
0: That actually makes me makes me think about what we talked about earlier, um, that I'm almost surprised that the IBU doesn't allow smaller nations to compete together mm-hmm. in relays. because yeah. also, I also think when you combine smaller nations, maybe they could afford to have a small wax team that serves you know exactly. five or six smaller mm-hmm. nations. Right? I think
3: that would be great. Yeah. my My parents had the idea that you could have like uh, you know in Norway, they have a lot of private teams. Uh, and that's not so common other places but if you had private teams but for the smaller nations because mm-hmm. you have a lot of really great athletes but yeah. they are just one person so they cannot be on a team for their country
1: but mm-hmm. if you right.
3: if you had like a team that was located somewhere in europe and you had training camps in different places in europe with with these uh, athletes from the small nations that would be i think that would be a great idea and then you could have maybe a relay team with those or something like that.
0: Yeah, you could potentially also have people like uh, Johannes Dahler, who, mm-hmm. you know, in, in many other teams would probably be qualified to race for yeah. for the country. Yeah, and then because Norway is so deep, he, he's missing out, sort of. And uh,
3: yeah. that
0: would be a, a nice opportunity, too that's um, kind
3: of what they're doing with the private teams here in Norway though they have okay. the the because there are so many who would be good enough to race in the IBU Cup but but because there are so many others that uh-huh. are better so they have these yeah these teams that you can train with Um so that's why the the quality or the um, yeah it's it's good uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. training wise
0: um, you you said you uh, you really like what the IBU is doing and and I I uh, totally agree with that. But uh, what do you think of the recent rule changes that they've mm-hmm. uh, announced? What's this? For the uh, the World Cup no longer being included for the uh, the world, world... No, sorry, let me say that again. The World Championships are no longer included in the World Cup. Oh, um, I didn't know this. Oh, and the, <laughs> uh, the points uh, awarded to the top six are going to increase. And I think for the winner instead of 60 points they get 90 points so it's okay. a significant increase
3: okay uh I don't know
0: <laughs> oh and the uh the two dropped uh races per season is also not gonna happen anymore the what so so if you do say 18 races in the season yeah. you you had to drop the points that you scored for the worst two okay um, and that's not gonna happen anymore so
3: Oh, I know, but... I,
0: I, I know. I, I know. I. Guess it doesn't
3: affect. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, affect you so much because yet, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't race the whole World Cup, anyways. <laughs> yeah.
2: Someday when you are a uh, a big time star on the World Cup, this will this will be a problem. But
3: yeah, maybe maybe
2: not uh, maybe not, uh to uh, right now. But yeah, we're we're we're. Who else was it? Was it? Oh, there was somebody else we talked to recently who also hadn't oh, seen Gilles, this. Oh, Bernard. Oh, that was it. Yeah. 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 But what you will like is that both
0: the prize money for the Mm -hmm. uh, World Cup level, but also the IBU Cup level, is increasing and spread out over more athletes. Oh
3: yeah, I saw that. I saw that. that. that... Is it
0: in IBU Cup last year? Was it only the top six that earned money?
3: Uh, I um I don't know, but I I just heard that in the World Cup it's top thirty. Is that? could that be right i think it's top 30 okay gets gets price money i think
2: yeah i think it's good absolutely yeah uh, the more the merrier
3: yeah i think so too
2: um if you could pick
0: an athlete that you wanted to have a, a beer with or a, a fun meal with just a who who would you pick to just have a fun time out with
3: uh, I think Sturla. <laughs> I,
0: I had a feeling you were going to say that.
3: <laughs> no, I think we would. Uh, uh, I think he's a bit of a nerd. Uh, uh-huh. And I, I think I am too. So I think we would have some good conversations. Okay.
2: Um, Actually, you mentioned that you you had uh, you had gone on vacation with a friend. Who did you go on vacation with and where did you all go? Uh,
3: Lea Mae from uh-huh. Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, I went to visit her uh, in Switzerland and then um for yeah for 2 weeks and then oh, wow. afterwards she came with me to Greenland actually. Oh, um, cool. over Easter. Yeah, that was a that was a really great vacation we went. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was we went uh, uh ski mountaineering and uh, in Greenland we went dog sledding and uh we did the Greenlandic championships and cross country skiing and uh we did uh ice bathing in the ocean.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was a it was a great vacation.
2: How cold was the water?
3: Um, not more than five degrees. (laughs) Celsius,
2: too cold for me. (laughs) And I have a
0: a question about the mushing or the the dog sledding. Is it ye and ha for Greenland dogs as well to go left and right?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I, I think they say. No, I think they have something else. Different? Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, do, you, do you have dogs?
3: Yeah, I have a dog.
2: Yeah, okay. I wasn't I didn't know if you had dogs that you could not go a, sledding with, a, though. No,
3: not a mushing dog. He's a, he's a border collie and golden retriever oh. mix.
2: Nice. Yeah. It's gotta be a very friendly dog.
3: Yeah, he's very friendly. The border
2: friendly. collie and the retriever, my goodness. That's pretty smart.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's smart. He, yeah. he can do a lot of tricks.
2: Cool. <laughs> Hopefully,
0: we'll
3: see that um,
2: soon on Instagram.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
2: If you were going to invent a bib, so like Susan Dunkley created the silver bib for the uh, the athletes over 33, um, what what would be your new bib color and what would it represent?
1: Um,
3: hmm... Uh, Maybe something like um, for the best shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, like the most uh, the most percentage over the whole season. And it would be um, pink.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go.
3: Yep. <laughs>
0: I like that idea. I, yeah, no, I do too. Or even just the idea of... Um, because I I can imagine that they're running out of space in the bibs to to add more colors, but maybe even like a, a little badge or something for like mm-hmm. you said, like the best shooter up to that point in the in the World Cup, or
3: yeah, that would something be cool. Like I that. mean, IBU has something on their website. They have like best shooter and rapid mm-hmm. rapid mm-hmm. shooter, and what else? Uh, the fastest in the track or something. It yeah, would yeah. be cool to have that on the bib, like I know, just yeah. That'd be, that'd
0: be neat. Yeah. Maybe we should start a advisory board for the IBU.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think we should.
0: Yeah. We got good ideas here. Um, if you could trade your your life for just you know a, a race or a race weekend, who would you want to trade it with on the World Cup? And um, yeah, who would mm. you want? To-
3: what What do you mean? Like so, I, so, so I if, uh, let's
0: say for one day you could be Johannes Thingnesbo just to experience what it's like to race for that team and what it's like to go that fast. Or
3: oh, hmm, uh, I'm I'm really curious what the what the Germans are doing on race day. So, oh. so maybe one of those, uh, maybe Denise Nissan one.
2: why the germans
3: i don't know because uh i feel like they it's not exactly the same as i feel like i know the norwegians a bit
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm.
3: and i think i think they might be doing something different i don't know maybe i could get some insights to that
0: cool i like it i just heard (laughs) on the uh extra uh, podcast i don't know if you listen to that it's a german biathlon podcast and they had eric lesser on and he's uh going to school to become a coach. So okay. maybe you can uh, get him on the Greenland team there.
3: <laughs> oh, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah,
2: there you go. You're the lead. Um, all right. So uh, uh, sort of a two-part question here. What is the, the toughest part about being a uh, biathlete on, uh, on the World Cup?
3: Uh, it's uh, racing so much in the winter, like being so much away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just knowing all the things you could have done in your regular life. Yeah. Uh, like I will never be a normal student, uh, at a university, for example. And I would like to experience that, but I know I won't be able to do that full time until I'm 40.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and also I would like to travel, uh, more uh i would like to live in greenland uh but i probably won't be able to live in greenland until i'm done with my career yeah. uh, and that's kind of sad to think about <laughs> Um so it's those things that those kind of missed opportunities uh mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time i know that i'm getting a lot of other cool experiences and opportunities and get to travel with biathlon as well so it's um i mean it's still worth it but it's uh Especially living in Greenland, mm-hmm. I would I would like to.
1: I like so was- I
0: really like you have the ambition to do another four or five Olympic Games.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then what's the most fun part?
3: Um it's getting to know other people from that are also doing Bathlon, uh and uh getting to travel so much and uh and also working really hard towards a goal and then seeing yourself getting better at it uh, and getting to show that in competitions. That's awesome.
0: What's your, what's your main point of attention right now for, for the upcoming season? Like ski speed or shooting
2: speed? Um,
0: uh, I mean,
3: ski speed is, my, is what I can improve the most. So I guess that's it. Okay.
2: Do you mind sharing with us uh some of the things you're doing to improve with the ski speed like some of the workouts that you're doing or or anything like that
3: yeah uh i mean it's it's not so much different than what i've been doing before it's just that uh i need to stay consistent with it um i'm saying like right after i got covid (laughs) so it's not it's not going so well (laughs) so far um yeah, it's uh, I like for. I mean, the intervals is the most important, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. So I I like shift between the really hard intervals and then the the. I don't know what it's called in English. Like uh, the, is it ana- anaerobic? Yeah, anaerobic. Uh, you got it. Yep. Uh, those and then that the the easy trainings that they should be easy and they should be long. Uh, so it's not like anything hocus pocus it's
1: <laughs> for me,
3: it's, it's for me, it's mostly just getting the basic, uh, foundation down and then, then I can start doing small changes afterwards, but I have a lot to work on just to get the, the, the basics.
2: Well, you're young. You got a lot of you got a lot of growth potential.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Do you have any other questions, Jordan? Before we go to the analytics part, yeah, let's go to it. So we usually talk a bit about analytics and how it's used in biathlon, etc. Um, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with my website on uh, biathlon analytics or anything like that, but um, I'm just curious. Do you use any of the data, like uh, from you know from uh, the IBU itself or
3: what yeah I, yeah uh, yeah uh, i i always look at it after the races like how far I'm behind in total and skiing time not each lap uh shooting time uh range time yeah all and that
0: kinda to see uh where you are compared to um you, uh, your direct competitors or compared to the the winners or or do you look uh, more like for seasonal trend that kind of thing
1: or
3: uh i mean the shooting time it's like compared to myself, like I want to get better. Mm -hmm. And then for the loops, it's important for me to uh, do it, not lose time for each loop, uh, that it's either the same or that I'm getting faster. Right. Uh, Yeah, so that's it.
0: And do you, I'm I'm assuming you don't have anybody on the Greenland team, but are you your parents also looking into that for you or is it just more your your own
3: yeah they, they also look at it mm-hmm. yeah
0: is there is there any data y- you would like that they would collect that they're currently not collecting i mean it's pretty impressive what they track already but
3: mm. uh I mean it would be cool to see where on the target you had uh, like where the shot is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i guess that's hard to do now but but you could get like electronic targets to see, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's uh, I usually get it uh, just from like manual, like someone is looking in the the scope. Scope, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it would be cool because sometimes you know where you where you missed, or just if there is a trend in right. your hits too. So that would be cool.
0: Have you, Have you ever used one of those? Uh, I think they're called scat systems. Yeah, it, I have one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you practice yeah. with that.
3: And yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I love it?
3: that too. It's, it's what, cool what to is see. This? It's uh, like a laser system.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so you put like a laser on top of your um, site and mm-hmm. then you have a target that, that uh, reads the laser. Got it. Um, and then you also have on the um, uh, trigger, uh, on the trigger, you also have like a sensor. So you can see the movements that the rifle makes before and after the shot, and you can see the speed, like right before the shot um, and and just the movement. And then you can also see on the trigger how much weight you, are, you have on it uh, right before the shot. And then you can mm-hmm. like kind of analyze that and see what you need to improve.
0: Hmm. And do you use that throughout the season or?
3: Uh, I use it in the training season. um yeah to to see what i need to work more on Uh, so for example if my if the movement uh, into the target is very if it's like um if it's a lot back and forth and not straight i need Mm -hmm. to work on that or if i go really fast into the target i need to work on not going so fast Right, right um or on the trigger if i if i pull really fast and not um, like steady. And uh, how how much weight I p- put on the trigger early on, it, it should be like, I should put as much as possible in the beginning and not like right before I pull. So it's like that kind of thing.
0: Right, right. And then for um, skiing performance, do you, because I mean, it's always so hard to Compare but with different snow conditions and different terrain, mm-hmm. etc. Do you do a lot with your heart rate data, or?
3: Uh, I mean, I look at my heart rate uh, data. Like I have a sensor that I use right. uh, for training. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Okay. But it's and- mostly just looking at, I mean, for intervals and also for races, looking at the how it how it. Um, Mm, yeah, how th- how the curve looks like? Like it should be going, like easy, uh, up, different zones.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, uh, and not like really high in the beginning, and then and then uh, lower.
1: Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm curious about um, so your rifle. Is that is that the one you you've had for a very long time, or did you? Get a, a, a new one when you started getting into the IBU Cup, etc., and uh, the youth and junior level? Or
3: uh, I had, in the beginning, I had uh, an Ishmash, mm-hmm. um, and then also with a different stock. And then I got an Anschutz, I think, in uh, 2018. Um, and then with a stock that was with that. And I have changed that stock um, twice. So I just okay. got a new stock last summer.
0: So is that from Anschutz again, or did you go to Bachmann uh, in Italy? Uh, or?
3: Uh, well, the stock is not from Anschutz. The stock is from um, this guy in Lilamer, Uh He's called Sag. Okay. Makes, yeah, like custom, customized stocks. In,
0: in wood still, or is it all?
3: Yeah, wood. Uh, yeah? Hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine in countries like Norway that they actually have people that are... Dedicated to yeah. that kind of work.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, Want to move on to the final questions, Jordan? Or mm-hmm. yeah. um How how does financing work if you're allowed to, to talk about that and and prize money and that kind of thing? Is that um, going to the federation if you have prize money, or does it just go straight to you? Or um...
3: uh, it goes to the federation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I get uh, like some bonuses from the federation also.
0: Right. Yeah. And then is there like, is that through the, Olymp- well, I guess it's not the Olympic Committee of, of Greenland, but. Um,
3: no, that's from, it- well, it's from IBU to, to okay. the Federation. Right, uh, right. and then what I get from the Federation is kind of just bonus for racing. Uh, but then I also have to pay some to participate and for mm. travel and stuff. Yeah.
0: Is that is that mostly on your own expenses, the traveling and the housing when you're? Uh, I
3: think it's uh, no, it's not. It's not all of it. It's some of it. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: It's not something you can live off. I'm I'm guessing. Uh, like.
3: Well, what?
0: Like being a biathlete for for Greenland is not something that you know you you can live off. Like make enough money to uh, to sustain well, yourself. That's,
3: that's what I do now. I, I don't oh, work is, now it it's uh, it's sponsors and uh and um also something from i o c like uh, mm-hmm. olympic solidarity and then mm-hmm. uh also a bit from the greenlandic uh sports uh i don't know if it's a sports federation but like uh mm. yeah, yeah something like this
0: and who are your sponsors? Is that is that Greenlandic or is that just European or?
3: It's uh, mostly Greenlandic and Danish uh, okay. companies. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot different, of different ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, if you don't mind just kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit on that, um, and we can cut this out if you don't want it here. But uh, how does that all get set up? Like, how do you get connected with those uh sponsors did they reach out to you i mean i, I you obviously come into you uni with your with your family having some experience with that but i just that is just like a totally different world to me
3: uh so i mean i reach out to a lot and mm-hmm. then i usually get no <laughs> but then sometimes i uh, i get a yes um but i think actually most of those i have now is uh are someone who reached out to me Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a lot after my first, uh, the first time I was in the World Cup and mm-hmm. first time in World Championships and now the Olympics. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of look at what, when I reach out, it's like I, I look at what companies are either in Greenland and Denmark or Greenland and Norway or Norway and Denmark. So, because that's mm-hmm. kind of the, mm-hmm. the, what I uh if they overlap somehow that's that's the areas that I can reach out to Mm -hmm. um and then I just write my results and what I my goals and why I think we would be a good match Mm -hmm. or something like this um yeah
2: (laughs) and then they say yes (laughs)
3: <laughs> well usually not but I have tried a lot of times and then maybe if I'm lucky they say yes
2: yeah. um, so being from Greenland sorry switching gears a little bit but being from Greenland you obviously are are, are very aware of climate change and, and how things are, are, are changing a little bit but how do you see that impacting biathlon and, and do you see a, uh, a growth of more summer biathlon events and move, moving in that direction at all or um, do you see no change at all
3: yeah, definitely. I mean, just this season or last season, there were uh two of the world cups. They had a really hard time arranging uh the mm-hmm. ones in Oberhof and Rupolding, uh because there was no no natural snow at all.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
3: had to move a lot of snow. And it's like every year there's less and less snow uh mm-hmm. and the winters get shorter. Um so, f- I think for the future, there might be more summer biathlon. And I think that's what the IBU is trying to do now with the, now they have the summer cup with yeah, the sure. big festival and the world championships and, and the Marta Fricade, uh race.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they will try to do more like this in the future because it's. Kind of have yeah, to, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it's uh, yeah. The, the winters get shorter. What do you uh,
0: like? Do you like summer biathlon? Do you like roller skiing or?
3: I like winter better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm I'm better at skiing too than roller skiing.
2: It's the the, the appropriate answer from a, a Greenland girl, I think, Is that the, the snow <laughs> yeah. skiing
3: better. Yeah. We have well, to move the World Cup to Greenland.
2: And
0: never know and then you you <laughs> yeah. get
2: really comfortable with uh,
0: roller skiing and then you see the picture that uh, Doro posted, was it two weeks oh. ago? Ugh. Ugh. yeah yeah. Man. Yeah. It's uh that's how I always try to not think about those things when I'm roller skiing cuz yeah it's, uh,
3: yeah it's dangerous it's scary.
2: it hurts a lot more
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um so so keeping looking at the future um, do you think there's going to be a change indeed sort of the top nations in the, in a the world cup or do you think it's probably going to stay the same or
3: mm, i mean i think we see some of we see some of the medium big nations have have climbed i think uh in the last couple of years and i think i i hope it will even out more that it's uh, that all nations have a, have a chance of of being in the top mm-hmm. um i think probably norway will always be <laughs> maybe always be the best uh because they have a huge there's so many biathletes in Norway. It's crazy. Yeah. Whereas maybe in the other countries it varies a bit more from year to year, uh, because you don't have that many to choose from.
0: So I was actually going to ask you a question about that earlier. So, so you were saying that you were thinking of getting a a Norwegian password as well, and then potentially race for the Norwegian team. Does that at the same time sort of? I know frighten is the right word, but you know, that's a pretty stiff competition that they have there already.
3: Yeah. I mean, I would only do this if, if I see that I have a really big disadvantage in the Greenlandic team. Uh, Otherwise, I, I I want to race for Greenland. Um, But that's also why I would, would want a double uh, passport Mm -hmm. because then I, then I could have, or then it would be easier to get. Uh, to change uh, to the Nor- Norwegian team. Right.
1: Um,
3: but it's also... I just see how how big the competition is inside Norway. Uh, and it's crazy. You have to be... You cannot be as good as one of the World Cup athletes to be in the World Cup. You have to be a lot better than right. than them. Um, because... Uh, and, and there are so many athletes who would be good enough to race in the World Cup from yeah. Norway. But they just... Don't get the chance, or they get the chance, and then they are out again because they fail that one chance they had
1: right, uh, right. Yeah.
3: and and you have to you have to be yeah you you have to be better and and someone from the world cup team also has to be worse than than normal. It's just really really hard competition uh, yeah. i I just remember in the beginning of of last season. Uh, there was one of the Norwegian guys who were on the who won the IBU Cup, mm-hmm. uh, the one weekend, and then just the next two weekends after he was sent home, because someone else was better. He won the IBU Cup and then he was sent <laughs> home, and and this happened like
1: yeah.
3: at, at least twice, as I remember. And also uh, my coach, he was uh, he was an athlete last season. He just quit. Okay. Um, and he was not on the national team, but he was in the IBU Cup. Mm-hmm. And he also won a couple of times, but he was never allowed in the World Cup because there was just so many others who were just better than him. Too much talent. Yeah, it's, huh. it's just, uh, it's, that's just so brutal.
2: Uh, so, <clears throat> sorry to interrupt. I was going to ask, you have been racing a lot with uh, obviously being on the younger side. You've been racing a lot with um, the, uh, the younger athletes out there. Are there any countries that have a other than Norway that have a a lot of uh, young talent coming up like is there you know is there a lot of young German talent or a lot of young Czech talent that we just don't know about you know that uh, mm-hmm. that we're gonna be surprised to see in the next few years
3: I I actually don't really know I think it's uh, I feel like in for the other countries it's it's there aren't that many young athletes mm-hmm there's like, there's, they have these 20 athletes from the country, and these are the ones that, that they are trying to make good. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've seen, I've seen this girl from Sweden who was crazy fast. I think she also won or, or got on the podium for the junior world championships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be good. And, um, yeah i don't really know i don't i don't follow the
2: no that's a good answer i like it yeah um we'll have to we'll we'll have to be doing some some intense scouting to to go find out yeah i heard about this girl from greenland who was very good at
3: youth and junior
1: <laughs> level and <laughs> has
0: a lot of potential
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right um I guess, uh, you know, one of our, our very last questions we've been asking everybody is just who else do you think we should be talking to?
3: Oh, uh, well, who have you already talked to? <laughs> uh,
2: so, Scott Gao, uh, Baiba, uh, Bendika, um, obviously Christian Wolf. We talked to Egil Yoland from the Czech team. We I
0: talked think you Irons. Talk to uh, Lotte yes, Lee from Belgium. Lotte Oh yes,
3: I that's actually be... interesting
0: because we've talked about that in the past. Because we've yes. we've um, we've mm-hmm. talked about the um, the deep talent pool of Norway in the past, and always mm-hmm. wondered if there were Norwegians that had dual passport if they would compete for other nations. And of course, I think Lotta she lives in Lillehammer as well, right?
3: Yeah, she's on my team too.
0: Okay. Oh, cool. Yep.
3: Yeah, so yeah but then Huh.
2: So, we'll have to reach out to her.
3: Yeah. That would be nice.
2: I think she was actually on our long list at some point, uh, you know, when we, were, when we were putting together our list of people to, to think about. So, you yeah, know, it it's nice to sure. get that recommendation. Yeah.
0: Um, this last uh, thing is uh, kind of a spotlight for you. So, if you want to mention your sponsors or if you want to tell us where people can find you on Instagram, et cetera. Um, about your podcast, whatever you want to talk about, uh, this is this is the moment for it.
3: Okay, uh, yeah. My Instagram is ukalek uh, and then uh, my podcast in Danish is called Studio Twenty Two. Uh, and then uh, I want to thank my sponsors. I just have to look <laughs> look it up. Uh, Sport Greenland and Polar Seafood. Uh Ruste Gulv, um Bedre Nette, Blue Water Shipping, Matsis, Sponsor Academy, uh Pickery Sport, Um Overtea, and Greenland Ruby.
1: Wow. That's
3: yeah.
0: quite the list. All right. So, yeah. You're doing well. Actually, now all of a sudden now that we talk about sponsors, I I, I think of another question I wanted to ask earlier. Um what skis do you ski on? And is that like, do you have sort of a contract with the manufacturer or how does that work?
3: Uh, yeah, that's a uh, Matsus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I get skis from them. I think it's four, it's either four or six pairs a year, and then I get some bonus if I'm, uh, a certain, have a certain result okay. in the World mm-hmm. Cup and Cup.
0: Another connection with Sturla
3: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right he's awesome. what's his
2: um, um before you go okay. i actually have one last question for you and it involves me showing you a picture okay
3: yeah
0: <laughs> which people can't see on a on a audio podcast but
2: uh... so you said that you have uh you've you've mushed dogs do you think you could get this dog to be <laughs> a working dog
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> okay. oh
2: can gonna, you show I'll, it again I'll, I'll, jordan yeah
3: oh <laughs> uh, is that your dog
2: yes it is he <laughs> is uh he's a husky he um we we used to live in in upstate new york and uh we um he he came from a whole family of of working dogs uh for for mushing and whatnot and we moved before he was old enough to to really start to train him but um i always wanted to i always wanted to to train him to be uh Mushroom. Sure. Maybe when we get up to Canada, we'll finally hook him up to a sled, and we'll. But you're oh. you're in Florida. You don't. Have, you must have a longboard. You just... <laughs> no, he, you no, You you laugh. This dog. He hates water. So um, you you couldn't you know get. I mean, like a anything. skateboard, longboard. Oh, well, a skateboard. Yeah, sure. We can we can hook just him up to a skateboard all year round. Florida. But, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um,
3: oh, you know <laughs> you know my roommate. She's really into mushing, and she has she constantly tells me about all these things you can do with with mushing dogs you can run with them you can go skiing you can go with the skateboard you can uh, bike you can and they all have names names for it too so you can still do it even if you don't have snow
2: yeah we're gonna have to so uh he he runs with me you know he'll go several miles and like he never wears out so yeah <laughs> i'm hopeful i'm hopeful when we get up to canada we can finally get him trained
1: yeah i yeah.
2: must say it's still one of my uh, most memorable experiences in my
0: life, too, because I did uh mushing, I did two trips about 10 or 12 years ago, just as a sort of a tourist. But mm-hmm. then one of the trips, they were like, Oh, you seem really into it, Do you want to try it? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll try it out. And I thought we were just going, you know, like 100 meters straight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Nope, by that tree, we're at, we got to turn right. Do you remember what the the word was? So I was like, Oh my god, just pulling the sig, and <laughs> there was not a a specific track we were following it was more like uh, just go whatever wherever you want so yeah it was pretty awesome to do that, so, well, that sounds amazing uh, well i'm jealous of you guys <laughs> Well, once you're here yeah are you um because i think is the ibu cup that's coming to canada next season are you thinking of participating in that or uh
3: i think it's the same time as uh, the world cup in Holmenkollen. Oh so okay. i think mm. i'll do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
0: fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well then the year after. Right? Then yep. the World really? Cup's coming yes. to Calgary. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 Or yeah. Canmore. Yeah. Mm. So well, it would be would be great to catch up then or before that. But um thank you so much for taking the time. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Me. And uh it's great we were able to connect and um Yeah, for all our listeners, um, reach out to us on Podcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out on Twitter and uh, give Ukalek a a follow on uh, Instagram. And uh,
2: anything else you want to add? You will, oh, I was going to say, definitely follow Ukalek on Instagram. You're not going to regret it one bit. You get to see all the art. (laughs) There you go. Anything from you, Ukalek, do you want to say?
3: No, just thank you for having me. It It was nice talking to you.